We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. If you're playing someone in head-to-head and you have KDB and they have KDB uh, and you're up by a little, you should switch to Aguero. If you're playing high-end with someone that does pay attention, that is actually the, the most optimal move to me. Hello and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I am joined today by Jordan Cooper, who is becoming a bit of a multimedia star. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at BlenderHD. You can find him on his brand new website, which is a very humble ode to himself at FantasyFlush.com. He's got some great Periscope videos that are now available on YouTube that uh, will make everybody smarter DFS players, at least some of them are. Uh, Jordan, thanks for coming back to the podcast. 
no problem. If it, if it has to do about me, then I'm I'm all for talking about. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll add in that uh, Jordan has been writing for us for a few weeks now. He has an Ask the Shark uh, feature on Rotowire Soccer, but um, the strategies that he talks about definitely apply to non-soccer um, sports as well. But uh, at least we we frame them as soccer. Uh, question. So if anybody has a question that, that they want Jordan to address in his column, you can hit him up on Twitter at BlenderHD. You can email him, jordan at fantasyflush.com, or you can send them to me uh, either way at, uh, at Rotowire Andrew on Twitter or Andrew at Rotowire.com. Um, today, I almost, don't, I almost don't like having the term being like the shark now, because now, now, now I'm at like a target. Um, well, you, would, you also lost like three straight days after we debuted the shark, but I believe you came up with it. So, well, I came up again cause you didn't want to say expert cause you already have an expert. That's type right. Of function there. Cause expert at least is like, uh, I think expert is slightly more humble than shark. Like shark I agree. just makes it seem like, uh, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a profitable winning consistent player. Am I the best at DFS soccer? No, but, uh, my records, speak for itself and uh it doesn't mean you win every week and sometimes you make stupid mistakes also yeah that's a long title though and uh <laughs> i think we yeah, need that's some... not good for search engine enough, <laughs> exactly exactly um ask the guy who wins a lot and sometimes uh, more loses. often than not uh, right. let your let the record show for itself <laughs> <laughs> right uh even an abbreviation might be a little long on that one but uh today's topic is head to head matchups in well it'll revolve around soccer but a lot of these strategies kind of uh apply throughout any sport we have spoken previously uh, about how much you how much effort you put into choosing your opponents in terms of uh 5050s or you know the three mans or du- you know double ups triple ups any sort of cash games we we don't we didn't really go into head to head as much because you don't really look for people to play uh you mostly do you actually even choose people to play or do you just post contests and wait for the people to play you no i i do both but primarily uh i will post uh the low stakes like ones twos threes fives and a lot of times tens mm-hmm. uh anything above that i'm only doing player selecting myself yeah just like I'm seeing who's in the 20s and the 50s and, you know, I'm, I'm looking for an odd name out type of thing. But I'm also doing that in the ones, the twos, the threes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking at the head to head lobby to go, oh, I'm going to play this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but the primary, you know, I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in, you know, like 10, one dollars, eight, two dollars, six, three, you know, four or five dollar ones, two ten dollar ones and then. Whoever wants to take them could take them, and if they get taken early, I may post some more. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I find that that most, uh, I mean, most newer players or players that are are not as comfortable uh, in the head-to-head lobby tend to uh, wait, for, take people's games, and not post their own. Uh-huh. Uh, so because of that, and I mean, it, it, the head-to-head lobby uh, is is kind of a have and have nots type of situation it, it's a snowball effect of whoever's regularly posting in the head head lobby is probably a good player right and the ones that don't post are probably the bad players or not so as good players and uh it becomes kind of a i'm 
at least on DraftKings, I mean, to, to compare the two between DraftKings and FanDuel, FanDuel, it's, it's uh, you know, Lord of the Flies. Uh, <laughs> because there's no limiter and there's there's no blocking. So you could be, you know, if you post 10 $1 head-to-heads, someone could come by and take all 10 at once. Right. Like, no problem. And then you have no control over, you know, I'd never want to play this guy ever again. Uh, you, you don't have control over that. In DraftKings, you could block three people. Uh, to, to, so they can't see your head-to-heads. They can't take your head-to-heads. You won't see theirs in the, in the lobby. And as well as uh, having the, the limiter of, you know, if I'm going to post, you know, the 10 $2 head-to-heads, I could set the limit of one, mm-hmm. which means only one. You could set it for two. Yeah, I mean, you could set it for any number you want or set it for no number, which means someone can come by and take all of them. Uh, that you're, you know, if you have 10 head-to-heads, that you're getting 10 different opponents. Mm-hmm. When, you know, when people can take, they can't take more than one of them. It always seemed weird to me, the idea that you would limit somebody else to taking like six of yours. Like, I get well, why they, they give, do they it. give me the option. I mean, well, that's what I mean. I get the option, but I wonder how many people are out there like, okay, I'm going to, li- I'm going to post 10, but I'm not going to let anybody play more than seven. Yeah. Well, it's a weird thing. Maybe, maybe in NFL, I mean, in bigger lobbies, yeah. in bigger head, head lobbies, I mean, maybe. There's there's a there's a case for two three what I don't know I don't to me it's the option is either one or, or right or not or right. just whatever it is yeah the the DraftKings well actually it's actually worse on FanDuel but the DraftKings um, soccer lobby is as somebody who doesn't or who hadn't been posting many um, it's basically five to six people every week. And if you're used to going in for listeners, if you're used to going to the, like the football one and looking, and it just seems like it's pages of people. Um, it's quite a shock when you go in and literally see about six names on the head to head lobby. And that being said, those aren't the only people playing head to heads. So, um, but you also realize that on the Saturday main slates, you, you will get 10, 12. I mean, there will, there will, there will be more. Uh, on you the, you on think the it's gotten up to 12? Oh, you know, no, normally. I mean, it could up to 15 sometimes wow. on, on the really? on the Saturday main slate. If, now, if we're talking about Sunday short slate, yeah. if we're talking about mid midweek, you know, two game. We're talking about La Liga or MLS. Yeah, they, you may get La Liga. I mean, it's like three people that are mm-hmm. posting head deads. And I mean, even those don't get taken. I mean, a lot of times in La Liga, I look and, you know, 10 minutes before lock and like I have I, I only posted like eight head to heads total and none get taken. None. Right. Zero. Wow. And I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm not playing head to head this this late. <laughs> um, what, since you're, I'm comfortable asking this question since you've always been very open about your your playing and your results. What percentage of your cash games are head to heads? Uh, I mean, I could check that now, but but if you go by entry, it depends if you go by entry or by volume, by the amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Let's do both. Uh, because I because uh, I guess well, entries I mean, I doesn't to... really matter. Right. Unless you think it does. I guess that diversifies your your opponents, theoretically. Right. Probably on, on volume, it's quite small, only because I, I only play, like, low stakes head-to-heads. Mm-hmm. Most, I mean, most of my volume it, it in head-to-heads is in the one, two, three, five right. type range. But uh, pro- probably on a given slate, maybe 10 to 12%. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, you know, if I'm, if I'm playing like 70, 30 cash GPP split out of the 70, uh, 
percent, like only like 10, 15 percent is in head to head. And that's primarily that's not that's not because that's what I want the percentage to be. That's only because that's as much as I could get mm-hmm. without moving up in stakes, without playing, you know, better players at higher stakes. That's as much as the action I could get. I'd rather uh, more than half of my volume in cash to be head to heads uh-huh. only because it is the most stable uh, form of cash play, especially in more uh, the better way to put it is mature lobbies like for the double up. A lot of times, I mean, until DraftKings, you know, cracks down and goes to my my often touted, you know, one player per contest per stake level mm-hmm. per slate, you know, that type of thing, you'll find even the one dollar double ups. Like you'll you'll be in a twenty three man double up with, you know, the twelve people that are posting in the head to head lobby. Right. <laughs> so like if the, if they're posting in the head to head, I'd rather I'd rather play a, a wide swath of them in head to heads, because you know, hey, if 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 you're playing a let's say an eleven man, which is you know you have to come in the top five for a double up. If the top five people in that come up in that double up are the five people posting in the head to head lobby, and you come in sixth, like. It didn't matter either way. Right. But at least in head-to-head, I could choose not to play those five players. Maybe I'm, I'm playing two of them and then six other people. So it's more likely that even on a bad week that I don't do that well, my head-to-head record would still be 42%. So it's like like if I put in $200 of head-to-head volume, you know, I get back you know, 160 mm-hmm. of that. I lose 40 bucks, but... If I put the 200 in in all double ups, I would have zero. Right. Because I came in sixth, seventh, or something like that. But a sixth or seventh, if I could beat the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh guy in a head to head, it's not it's not completely you know you're not completely you know out of the ball game then. Right, right. right. And do you uh, do you find yourself ever getting matched up? I mean, you're probably not the the best person to um, to ask, but especially since you're playing mostly low stakes in the head to heads, but are there times where you get matched up with somebody and you're like, ah, crap. <laughs> I mean, probably well, they have not. To t- well, they have to take it. See that that's why, you know, in talking about head to heads, uh, and that why there's, there's so much, there's, there's so many dynamics to it rather than just entering a double up. Although, you know, we've talked about contest selection. Like, um, you know how big I am on that. Your opponent exposure is practically as important as your player exposure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when you start out in head to heads, like for someone that's listening, like, like, oh, I see the big names in the in the lobby, even at the one dollar level, like like I'm scared of playing head to heads because, you know, number one, what you should do is block the three uh, people that you think that you have no chance of beating. Mm-hmm. You have no records at this point. So, I mean, eventually you'll look at your at your your head to head opponent, you know, win percentage and then block the three people that you do the worst against. But in the beginning, you go, okay, you, you block me, fine. Block the three people that you see in the lobby that you definitely don't want to play, which means they can't take your games. And then post a lot. Post like 10 $1 head-to-heads. Don't even post the $2. Just post one. That's it. Uh, the thing is, is that when you're – when it's it's kind of survival of the fittest because if, if – especially in soccer where we, we could – everyone's in the open. This is, this is not screens and screens of – people posting head to heads. If you're the new guy in the, in the lobby, even if you have an experience badge, 
uh, everyone's going to take your head to heads. Like you're, you're, you're not going to escape us. Mm-hmm. Even if for a dollar, I see, you know, the, uh, the, the new guy experience badge one. Okay. I'm going to keep on taking your head to heads, even at that level until I look at my records and go, it's not worth it to play you anymore. Right. Where you're underneath. I mean, not that I'm like, Hey, if you're destroying me, then yeah, I probably won't take it anymore. But even if we're underneath like the 10% break that you'd pay, I'm going to stop taking your head to heads. So, but that happens over time. So you have to realize that the first, you know, month or two, of playing the one dollar head to heads, all the sharper players are going to take take your games until you basically you have it's like the kind of like the prison yard. You kind of have to punch people in the face uh, until you can prove that you know maybe you you shouldn't be messed with anymore. And that's what ends up happening because uh, if my head to head record, uh, the first you know six months of DFS were negative because you know it's like I I know mathematically why. Posting 20, 30 head to heads is better than trying to beat the same people in a single double up. So I was like, okay, let me just uh, compile a lot of data. I see who I'm beating, who I'm not beating. But, you know, when I lose and when I win, the swings aren't that big. So it's a matter of if I'm playing $50 in head to heads, it's like, oh, 50 turns into 42, whereas it turns into 68. And sometimes it turns into 96, and sometimes it turns into $4. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be any way, but get enough of a, of a, time going through that you could look and go okay now i know i should block this guy and then and then you also look and you go well if you've been beating a guy uh, often enough where they stop taking your head-to-heads well you don't have to block them anymore right because you're not going to take his he's not going to take yours so that's why like in, in my block list like i have the th- i have the three people that i don't want them taking mine and if i start seeing another person that like I'd rather it, it, we're trading rake at best. Maybe maybe he is better than me, but it, I don't think I'm ten percent worse than him. Mm-hmm. So then I'll replace them on the block list, and then see if the person that I've unblocked starts taking my head to heads. <laughs> you know that you, you understand. It's that's why like it's it's not collusion between the sharper players. It's just common sense of like you know like one of the guys that uh that, that I talk to the most is uh, Valdo Basso. Uh, who, uh, you know, he doesn't take mine. I don't take his. It's not because we're colluding. It's because you, you look at it. I've played, I, I've literally only because he plays a lot of MLS. Like I've played, he's, I played him the most and had to, he is the most played player that I have, but we haven't played. Uh, well, technically we, we played recently only because of an auto match, uh, that, uh, that in MLS and just like we're trading rake. So like he doesn't, I don't have to block him anymore. Hmm. Like. I know he's not going to take any. And if he does, then fine. Let him take it. If I take his, it's not like we're going to just yell at each other. But it just it makes no mathematical sense for either of us because the winner is going to be DraftKings. So that there's no point in that. So you really just want to block the people that that you don't want that that don't realize that or obviously are above 10 percent edge that like you don't want to play them anymore. And then the rest you and yet yet auto match. Like, I don't know if a lot of people understand how the head-to-head lobby works, at least on, on DraftKings, that if you post, you know, $10, you know, $10, $1 head-to-heads, like, once lock hits, and let's say you have three head-to-heads that are have not been taken, uh, it will auto-match you with anyone else in the lobby that has a $1 head-to-head posted that you don't have blocked. So uh, a lot of times, the, the best thing for you to do is uh, five minutes before lock, or at some reasonable point of time before lock, 
You could withdraw from a head-to-head. You could withdraw from any contest that isn't full. So if you look at the lobby, even at the dollar level, and you go, okay, these five people who haven't taken mine, we've, we've learned to not punch each other, right? You've, 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 you've spent your six to eight weeks, you know, basically proving yourself in the prison yard. Uh, and then, uh, and then you look and you go, well, I don't want to play any of these people. I don't have them blocked, but I don't want to play them. Well, don't let the auto matcher cause that's who you're going to, you're going to play three of them. If you have three, $1 head to head still open. So you just withdraw, 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 and then you don't have to worry about it. And then, you know, that that's kind of what I do. That's why, like, if I post a, you know, a $10, sometimes maybe a 20 or something, like if it doesn't get taken within five minutes to lock, it's like, well, the three other people that have posted $20 head to heads. Like I, that was the purpose of that. I'm, I'm not looking to play those people. Right. So I'm just going to withdraw. I'm waiting for someone to come by that I don't know or whatever, a weaker player to take my head to heads. And that's why when I suggested to you, Andrew, uh, you know, you got to start posting head to heads and you'll see people because most people look and go, oh, it's just going to be all the all the sharks are going to take my games. And is it worth it to really pose? It's just sharks playing against other sharks. And it's like, no, you'll. You'll see plenty, plenty of just random people taking your head there. Or people that you may see in GPPs. I mean, you may recognize the name, but you don't see them that often in your contests uh, and all the time. But you'll but in the beginning, you're also going to see all the sharks until you could be until you could show that that it's it's not worth it to play anymore. Yeah, I was um, quite surprised at the names that I was matched up with guys I had never seen before and. Yeah, it, 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 the the universe of of head to head players is was much bigger than I expected, even though it's still small. But it's definitely bigger, big enough where sharks aren't just going to take all your head to heads. And uh, maybe I just happen to block the three that I that I that are sharky this sharkiest. But um, yeah, the, for for anybody who is looking to get into head to heads, like. The, the waters aren't as dangerous as it seems, at least not right away. Um, what At what point do you uh, decide a guy is not worth playing anymore? Meaning how many games? Obviously, you know, wh- when, when does the sample size become big enough for you where you just say, forget it. I'm not I'm not playing this guy anymore. Typically a couple of slates. I mean, that there's no specific number, I'd say. But uh, I've said before that you should be looking at the lineups of the head of people that you're playing in head to heads, regardless of the stake size or how many there are, you go through and you look and you go, are, did they put together a decent lineup? Mm-hmm. You may not necessarily agree the way that they constructed a cash lineup. Cause that's the, the first thing you're looking at is how decent of a lineup that they put together. Yep. Cause sometimes you'll find that you'd be like, wow, I, I need to take as many of these guys head to heads as possible because that was horrible. Like, you know, like they don't even have a starter in. Mm-hmm. Right. They did like they didn't even pay attention enough to play a defender that was even playing. Like, it's like, OK, uh, I'm going to keep on taking the, uh, a lot of times. Those are the ones that take yours and you never see them. Again. I was just so, about to say the problem is, right. is that you you can't just always find those guys because they're not posting. They're just taking a head to head. Right. But most of the time when we talk about more of the regular head to head takers, you're lo- you're looking at the line of uh, that. How do they play? cash wise mm-hmm. and you sometimes you people as like okay they took two goal dependent forwards when there were other options it's like i'm gonna make a mental note of that mm-hmm. that you know that's the type of person that uh over the long run i'm going to beat with the p- more 
I guess, uh, efficient cash game strategy, but will also destroy you on certain weeks. Uh huh. I mean, when when you obviously if you're going to play gold dependent forwards in cash, I mean it's going to be it's going to be boom or bust. And when when one of their uh, the forwards get a hat trick, you're you're lost no matter how great your lineup was. Uh, so I'm looking for that at first, and then secondly, then you start looking at you know your results. You know that how many you've played twenty contests, thirty contests. Now, if you see that you've played thirty contests and you've lost twenty six of them, and their lineups aren't bad, do you look and you go, okay, I, I didn't go that way, but I see why you did. Maybe that's maybe that's the time you you stop playing them, mm-hmm. right? Because because hey, if you're looking and you don't realize why they've won, and you think that that that's the core of uh of how you make money in DFS with people that are bad and don't realize why they're bad. <laughs> so so just because if, if you're getting if you if hey, if you've had a sample size of 100 contests and you've lost 95 of them, you can't chalk that out to luck. That's because they are better than you. And you you look at their lineup and go, wow, what a fish. It's like, no, no, you're you're the sucker. Right. <laughs> you're right. That's 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 the problem with that. But most of the time, you're not going to find situations like that where, you know, you you either have a record where you're beating them 90 percent or someone's beating you 90 percent of the time. You're going to see stuff more in the 65 to 35 range mm-hmm. type of thing. But it's really dependent on looking at looking at their lineups because, you know, there there are plenty of players in the slightly higher stakes that are more inclined to play based on their lineup construction, even though my record against them is, you know, within the, I mean, around 50% anyway, but just on given slates. But the thing is, is that on certain slates where the texture of the slate calls for chasing goals, they're actually better. Right. I mean, they're there because they, they naturally incline towards more of that style. If you see a GPP player, kind of playing head-to-heads and cash games that way, but you're on a slate where the texture is basically, it's forcing you to chase goals, your edge goes down because you're primarily a, you know, like me, I'm more of a conservative, you know, the accumulator peripheral type. So on the texture where the slate is more geared for that, that's where I'm more inclined. I'll place, hey, I'll play someone in a $100, $200 head-to-head if I know they're that type of player or just a complete random, like, you know, occasionally you see that occasionally you see 109 head to head and you go, I don't know who this person is. Uh, they may play another sport, but this texture of the slate it leads very much to solid cash lineups. So just I'm going to assume they may not be as good as doing that. They're going to go some too too slightly risky of a way and I'll be able to beat them that way. So that that's kind of how you judge in general, but you need to get enough of a sample size. That's why I say in the beginning, you can't avoid the good players until you punch them in the face enough where they stop taking your games. And that's why posting at just $1 level, it could be a $2 level. I mean, remember also on, on DraftKings that your limiter is only set per stakes level. So if you set, you know, if you put out two, uh, $10 head to heads, 10, $2 head to heads, 10, $3 head to heads, I could come by and take a one, a two, and a three. Like, right. I can't take two threes. I can't take two twos. So, technically, we, we're playing for six bucks in that regard. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to be extremely conservative, you know, basically what you should be doing is just, I'm going to play $21 head-to-heads with a limit of one. Yeah. 
or if you want 10 twos or 22, whatever, a lot. I mean, you may not be able to fill 20 head-to-heads, but that's why, you know, five minutes before lock, 10 minutes before lock, look through and you go, okay, the 16 were taken. Who took them? It's like, okay, that sharp, 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 sharp player. And then you see a bunch of people, I don't know much of this. And then the other four, you just withdraw from. And then you look at your results afterwards and – you know, that's that's when you see it's like because you're going to be end up you're going to end up playing the sharper players every slate for like two months because they're going to keep on taking. I mean, until you prove otherwise, I'm going to keep on keep on taking your games. And then maybe maybe the sign that you're you're that you're good enough is when I don't take your game <laughs> on the slate on the slate that once once I stop, once you go, oh, I'm not playing against Jordan anymore. Like maybe that's the sign of like uh, it's not worth it for me. So you must be. uh halfway decent there's still also some value in playing these upper tier players because you i mean you're getting a view of their cash lineup each week i mean yeah, but you, you could do that in a double up I, people say that all true. the time it's like you could enter you could hello it's a, it's a soccer lobby where you could be in everything for not uh, not ridiculous amount of money so if you're in a 23 man and one dollar double up you're probably in you're probably in with the people that are playing in the head head lobby mm-hmm. anyway and, and it's going to be the same lineup because most of us, what we play in head-to-heads is what we play in double-ups and right. 50-50s. It's going to be the, the one single optimal lineup that we think. So you're going to be, be able to see it that way. But, but, hey, if you want to take a dollar head-to-head for whatever reason, I mean, the, the, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're a regular Roto-Wire subscriber or whatever, you're probably not horrible. <laughs> so, I mean, the it, worst case scenario, maybe maybe against the, the best players in the lobby, you're 62-38. Like that may be the worst case scenario, probably even underneath that, probably something like 58, 42. But but for a dollar head to head, I mean, 62, 38. I mean, you're talking about if you play them every week for what, 52. Let's say you played 50 slates. I mean, you'd end up what down six bucks. <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's six bucks here and six bucks there. I mean, that's really I mean, that the ROI on head to head is 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 small. It's just that it's I think lower variance than playing in the the low stakes double ups and 50-50s where all the higher stake players can play in all the contests anyway. Mm-hmm. At what point do you decide what your volume level is going to be for a slate? Well, bankroll size is number 1, I guess. Well, I guess my question is if you if you make a lineup cuz you're usually the first if not one of the first people to post and I know that's usually your dummy lineup, but if you, you know, you you get an early read on your on the texture of the slate, and you think it's going to be a pretty chalky one, which is right up your alley, will you play more because you you're more confident in in the lineup you can put together, or do you not really? I mean, obviously we talk about how much uh, things can change at lineup lock, but I mean, occasionally you can make a lineup on Thursday, and there really aren't that many changes to be made on Saturday morning. Does that do you increase your volume because you think I nailed this lineup, or does that not really? Come it's into not your as thought? much of a it's not as much of a factor as opponents. Like I said before, opponent exposure to me is nearly as I mean it's it's sometimes more important than the players that you pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean, you're play, if you're playing against the worst person in the world that's going to play four injured players and a, and a, 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 I mean like horrible not going to use you're going to leave 20,000 in salary on the table 
and pick center backs and injured players. I'm not saying that there's anyone out that that's that bad, but let's say there were. There were there were people that did that. Doesn't matter who I pick as long as I pick eight starters, I probably beat them, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't even matter. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's chalk, GPP, any type of lineup. I mean, I could I could play the crappiest people, but if I'm playing against a guy that that six out of the eight players aren't even starting, like it's not that hard to beat a 14. So I mean, with <laughs> just just by putting players in that start. So if they're Hey, if they're in every contest, your edge just went up by 9%, 8%, 12%, depending on the contest. So to me, the texture of the slate doesn't matter as much as the opponents. That's why I look and see a lot of times the early slate, the all-day slate, or the Sunday short slate, or sometimes, you know, like this past FA Cup slate. Like, you'll see people in there that it's like, oh, so-and-so isn't playing. So, I mean, it, the soccer lobby is small enough that you you, you kind of know everyone mm-hmm. that that's good. Uh, and you go, oh, okay, they decided not to play today or whatever. So if I have less good opponents to beat, I may play higher volume. Okay. I may play $20 head-to-heads. I may increase it by, by that. But then, there's hey, there's sometimes where on those short slates, it's like, oh, everyone decided to play today. And then maybe I just I just go down and I go, I'm going to – this is a GPP day. Maybe I just I, – I don't concentrate. I, do, I did that for the all-day slate this past, uh, this past week. That I wasn't I wasn't confident enough that uh, with with the Liverpool players added to it to an already value driven chalky slate that I'd be able to get that. I didn't want to have to focus on even putting any mental energy into that versus my the main slate, which mm-hmm. I was focused on that. I just said, I'm not going to enter any cash games. It's just uh, I'm, I'm going to play two or three GPP lineups where like. I could play Solomon Rondon and not feel guilty about it because you understand what I'm saying. Like, uh, like I would, I wouldn't. I love play the him guilt is the feeling that you feel when you play Solomon. No, because Rondon. he had great goal scoring odds for his price. Yeah, I mean, it turns out it did, didn't work out. No. But I'm just saying that based on the goal scoring odds, it's like like for 6,900, that is not bad second forward slot. But mm-hmm. how do how do I play that guy? How do I play him in, in a cash lineup? GPP that could win you something. Okay, so. No, Ken, if I'm if, if I have the force to, pl- to play Firmino, right, like, OK, do I play Firmino or do I play, you know, a, a peripheral guy? It's like uh, I'm going to play Firmino in an eight game all day slate right. with so many values in it. Like, no, nah, just GPP, just uh, not, just give me some volume in GPP for the all day slate and then, you know, focus on the on the main slate. But that, that was a decision I made. Some people would think the opposite. I mean, that's just what goes through my my mind. As far as and also uh, uh, to, to admit, uh, sometimes I forget that I have all day slate lineups. That's happened to me twice where I've put together all my lineups. I, I may have like eight or nine lineups for the main slate at, at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, and then I have three or four on FanDuel. And then for that hour, it, it, it's chaos. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 to get all the, the right play, to analyze it and then get the right player exposures that you want. So you're not overlapping, but you are getting the right core at an hour. You're cutting it close. But twice I've done all that. It's been like, you know, 955. I'm all in. I'm all good. I withdrew from the head to heads that, you know, that are unfilled. and I'm good. OK, let's sit down and watch the games. And it's like 1002 and it starts. And I go, oh. I, I had two all-day slate lineups. Like, I completely forgot about the live lineups because it's on the live screen. Right. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, I have I have uh, 7,300 Wayne Rooney who didn't start in a forward slot mm. and going, 
uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of screwed up there. Turns out in that game he actually came in and got a couple of points, and I, didn't, I actually didn't do that bad, even with, you know, a four or whatever there. But it's like, I'm not going to put that much volume when I've already forgotten about these lineups twice. Mm. So at least make them GPP, and, you know, that's why I said, like, ask the shark. Like, I, I make plenty of mistakes, some of them really dumb. What um, what have you taken from FanDuel so far? Meaning, are you head playing? Head, you mean? Yeah. Do you play much head to head on FanDuel? Yeah, I, I post. I I post uh, only typically one or two at a time. Yeah. Only because uh, to me it's bad. To me it's bad etiquette. To to I'm, I'm I I post. You know I post. You know, let's say three one dollar head to heads. Three two dollar head to heads and three five dollar head to heads, and someone in t- someone come one person comes by and takes all the ones and all the twos. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all the ones and all the twos is ten dollars. Why couldn't you just take in two fives? <laughs> it's the same amount. It's just that now I have to go now. Oh, now I have to go and put more ones and twos in. Yeah, right. It's uh, it happens. I mean, I, I mean, there are plenty of people that post in the head to and they post twenty at a time and whatever, and you see them plus seven and six, and it goes out. Whatever, or maybe people are just targeting me and just want to scoop all my head-to-heads. But FanDuel just, just seems like I, I I find it better to just, you know, you post one or two at a time, and then you just have to go back maybe five or six times a day to just continue posting head-to-heads because you have no limiter or anything there. So, I mean, it that's been working out for me other than a few select times that someone comes around and scoops me. Uh, but typically the people scooping me are not, uh, are not, are not the people that I really even recognize. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, or I mean, or it's someone that I see in 50. It, it's it's not anyone that that is that I played often enough, like on DraftKings. It's like someone that doesn't know me from DraftKings. And it's like, oh, this guy's posting one, twos, threes, fives, whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, because there are people that just play on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. So and also people on DraftKings have different names on FanDuel. Yep. So like going to uh, to the Roto-Grinders opponent search. Uh, we'll we'll show you that. We'll show you that. Oh, this guy is that guy. Okay, uh, stay away from him. Mm-hmm. That guy is this. Guy. And then sometimes uh, you find the opposite. You go on you go on FanDuel. It's like this guy's really good. How come he doesn't play on DraftKings? Oh yeah, he does play on DraftKings, <laughs> just under a different name and primarily in GPP. Oh, that's the guy. You know, so you could do. I'm I'm the same on both sites, but but uh, but yeah, there 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 is a difference. I find right now only because. Th- FanDuel soccer is newer in comparison. It's only been going on for two and a half months or whatever that, uh, that the games in general are, are softer, I guess in, in, in cash on, on FanDuel. Uh, I, I don't know if that's because it, you could make a reasonable lineup with like 30 different players. Like mm-hmm. there's so many, especially the defender spots. Yep. Or it's just, I mean, I could select one of 10 of these people and not be, and not not feel horrible about it uh uh that that maybe that story because it i th- i actually think because we all think that DraftKings is like with the crosses and the accumulated like we're all used to it's been around for a longer period of time that we kind of get the system of how you should look at a lineup there but i think there's actually probably more variance uh there than is on FanDuel because on FanDuel i think you could make even more serious mistakes on on FanDuel completely. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I take a look at, I mean, I look at some of my cash contests. So I'll do that on DraftKings also that for for uh, for humor purposes. 
Uh, you know, one of the after the law, after everything's done or whatever, and the, before it pays out, I'll go into my double ups if I won or lost. And I, I want to look at like the 23rd lineup. I want to look at the 34th. I want to look at the bad lineup. So the head to heads where I have 118 and the other person is 32. And I just like, how do you have 32? <laughs> how is that possible? Was there any reasonable roster that actually came out to that? Mm-hmm. And you look and, you, and then you, 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 you open a, you crack open a bottle of Coke and you, you start laughing and just have a, you know, to me, it's entertainment of just like who would have possibly thought to roster these people mm-hmm. that type on FanDuel. You could sometimes I'm doing the same. I'm, it's even worse. And I go, you know, you played a double up with this like this, that this didn't make and this, this none of this made any sense. Like you, you, you look and it's like, oh, if you didn't have I mean, you could see like there's two or three like obvious plays that you make, especially at forward. Mm-hmm. And then you look, you go, you, if, if you're getting zero, if you got zero out of your forward spot, you're done. Like you, 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 you had no chance of, of, of cashing. And then they paid up for like people that only scored like 12 as midfielders. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 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 it's like the, I'm going to, I'm going to pay down and, and take Jermaine Defoe at forward to take Jordan Henderson at midfield for 8,600. And it's like, yeah, Henderson gave you a nice 14 points and Defoe got a two mm-hmm. and you're done. Then you, it didn't matter who else you took, because getting paying that much and only getting sixteen points at Fanduel, you other than maybe goalkeeper, and even then a zero is bad is is hard to come up by. But on Fanduel, you scored too many points to leave a zero to leave a a, a dud in. DraftKings, you hey sometimes you've seen on DraftKings where the winning three dollar striker lineup has a guy that didn't start. Mm-hmm. And not that it even came in. He literally, the, the lineup was playing with seven players because the non-starter didn't even come in as a sub, but uh, had the central defender with a goal and the forward that scored a hat trick. Yeah. And then you just go, okay. <laughs> you, you can, so, but on FanDuel, that doesn't happen. Like, you, you need to score out of all your slots in in cash games to really, you know, to, to come in, in a 50-man double up or something like like you, you got yeah i mean you can't have zeros and i see a lot of times on, on fanduel there are more zeros than on DraftKings. DraftKings, you, you get three or four points out of picking you know crap defensive midfielder for 3600 or 5200 or whatever but on fanduel i think you can make a lot more mistakes there's a lot more ways to make a bad pick we look at it as oh there are a lot more ways to make good picks you're right but the, you're making a pick based on is he going to score 12 or is he going to score 25? Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of ways on FanDuel where you're taking a guy that only gets four points that we look at or people that listen to this podcast or, you know, follow the sites or whatever that look at and go that you would never roster. Like you look at them and you just go, go like 7,600 for someone that you look at the game logs and it's 9, 10, 11. Seven, occasionally a twenty-two, and you go. How do you possibly pay up for this person? It's not bad in real life, but you wouldn't pay for him there. And mm-hmm. you'll see that in other lineups, and that that tanks them. I think one of the other positives that FanDuel offers people is the bigger, and I don't even mean bigger um, dollar-wise, but they have so many hundred-man fifty-fifties that DraftKings doesn't. I don't know if they fill that size, but I feel like that at least offers. You know, being able to to be able to come in 49th and still cash as opposed to having to come in 24th, um, I think that gives people a little more uh, opportunity to win, uh, which 
I always thought was weird that DraftKings doesn't doesn't do those. Like we had, I don't know. I just find like the the cash lobby for at least not for head to heads. You know, double ups and fifty fifties on DraftKings isn't as I don't want to say it's easy, but like the opportunities to not have to beat as many people, um, it's just not as big on DraftKings, which is why I think people may find FanDuel. Like I've heard people say, like FanDuel is easier, but when you when you have these larger contests in terms of pe- people, you know, if you're a better player, then you should be able to win in those contests. Right. No, that I agree with that completely. Yeah, because I play in the 50, 100 man, uh, 50, 50s. And to me, though, those are easy. I mean, th- those are easy because, like, you could lose to the 10 best players in the lobby and still you'll be fine. And DraftKings, uh, that, that's why. Why do you think we're talking about head to heads? <laughs> right. Like, if, if you could get 20 head to head at if you could get, let's say, twenty-five, one-dollar head-to-heads in the DraftKings lobby, it would be so so much better than a twenty-five-dollar head-to-head, a uh, twenty-five-dollar well single head-to-head, but a twenty-five-dollar double up. Right. Like those that uh, those eleven mans. It's like the fought, You're gonna have to beat the best players in the lobby in that contest. But also in the twenty-three man one-dollar head-to-heads. You're gonna have to beat the twelve guys, and I mean, like it's gonna be it's gonna be the same situation. At when once you see, in the especially in the main slate, uh, for EPL or even Champions League, the the best cash lineups, the best cash contests, the fifty sevens, the yep. thirty four thirty four is fine. Fifty seven where where you could lose to the ten best players and still beat all the other guys, as well. So I mean that we we, we see that written all the time, like the. For for newer players, for players dipping their feet into cash contests, especially in especially niche sports, but this happens to all of them. You want single entry, bigger field, like any anything that involves. Yeah, you see the one dollar hundred and fourteen man on 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 DraftKings, but it's a, a th- multi entry three, so you have to divide the one fourteen by three, and it's really. That's like like the like thirty four man. It's like mm-hmm. the same same thing as a three dollar thirty four man because most of the top players are putting in the same three entries anyway. So you're gonna have to still beat out all those people, and you can see that that I, at least on DraftKings, I only because I'm playing golf now that they have those in other sports. A two dollar single entry, you know, hundred something. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, soccer can't be twenty five hundred like it is in other sports, but I don't see any reason why instead of having uh you know the, on, on the EPL main slate on Saturday I st- I don't understand why we they have to post you know they'll, they'll post 10 one dollar double ups of anywhere from 57 down to 11 a uh, man in it when just post a single entry 115 or something mm-hmm like just one of those and then take out a couple of the ones before. Cause I think that, that that would be so much more inviting to newer players because it gives more of a chance and it's probably better for the, the, the health of the, the DFS soccer ecosystem as a whole, because I mean, you, you could, people blame, blame the sharks, the experts or whatever, the better players that have the records to prove it, whatever the long name that I go by <laughs> is, uh, they go, uh, oh, they're in the quarter arcade. Are you that your dumpster dive? And think, take a look at the math. If I'm, if I'm going to make money and they're going to let me do it, then I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You can't blame me, but you can have to beat me and then, then build a better lineup. 
But I'm the first one to say it's sh- I shouldn't be allowed to do it. But until they stop until they stop me, it's like it's a tragedy of the commons because then I stop doing it and it increases the edge for everyone else. Mm hmm. For all the other good players, I mean, like, like if if, if let, let's say the top ten people in the soccer lobby, all so you try to organize them to all agree to not take any any double ups, three dollars or below. It's like all you need is one person to break ranks, and then every, everything goes out the window. Hmm. It's like who would want to pass that up? I'd do it. I'd be the one that break ranks because all and, oh those eight people aren't in the three and one dollar double ups. It's like giving me a free couple hundred bucks a week. <laughs> why wouldn't I do? I mean, it, until the sites stop it, then it's going to be that way. But that's why we're talking the extent of like it wouldn't be that playing in a bunch of head to heads is better than playing in a 34, 23 man double up. It sounds insane to go. We're at the state in the in the in the in the DK soccer universe that that there isn't even enough volume for the high stakes players like there's like. I, it should be that I have to move up to a hundred dollar double up, but I don't have to. If you're going to post, DK is going to post twenty one dollar double ups. I'm going to play all those because mm-hmm. I'm going to get more p- opponent exposure than playing in an eleven man with the the ten best other players on the site. It, 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 that's the reason why it happens. People don't seem to understand why you see all those names in the lower stakes. It's like because why wouldn't that that mathematically? That's what we preach. Newer players, when they when they ask, oh, I have fifty dollars to play per slate. I have twenty five dollars to play per slate. What's our advice? Is always to well, don't play just one twenty five dollar contest. Play twenty five one dollar contests. That'd be mathematically better for you, variance wise, to do it that way. So if we're going to preach that, and of course that's what we do, as well. So mm-hmm. the sites have to really reflect on making it so that you know, I I can't play a hundred dollars worth of one dollar double up. I could play one or five or something, and then I have to – if I want to put in $1,500 in volume, I'm going to have to be in a $100 double up at that level in order to even get that or, or I just play less money. It's one of those types of things. So, I mean, that I know a lot of the strategy we've been talking about, about head-to-heads and cash games, uh, are geared a lot towards the current state of the, of the primarily DraftKings uh, soccer lobby. But, you know, hopefully – it does change. I think it applies regardless. This is what you do even if it was more robust. If there were 40 people posting in the lobby or, you know, more new players posting in the lobby. It's just the process is still the same of you go you go in, yet you post because people the weaker players will take your you know, newer weaker players will take more than post. And then you just have to, you know, Beat people enough where they stop taking your games, and then you become one of you become one of the people that you look at in the head-to-head lobby and go, I, oh, I don't know about these head-to-heads. Maybe I shouldn't play them, right? That's that's the only reason why why everyone's there. That keep on posting. You've said a few times that about having to beat the ten best players. Is that the number you think it is? Do you think there are basically ten people that, like, yeah? Do you think it's the line of people where you want to avoid is roughly ten? What in head heads or in just in general on DK soccer? Uh, all cash games. Like if you see, in all in all cash, de- like why I said it depends. It depends on the slate. But I mean, I'll I'll because it also depends on how regular they play. There's that's why when I say my volume depends on who's playing. There's certain hey, there's certain people that they seem they seem to play every slate, but no, sometimes they take off. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go, oh, so and so isn't playing today. Oh, that's odd. You know, it's a Saturday main slate and. 
Oh, they're not in. But I mean, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking right now, uh, in the current state, the way the whatever date it is, now that play in EPL because every obviously you know Liga MX, you know that be different people, you know, and every UCL you may get different people. Uh, but I'm I'm just looking right at my rotor tracker. Let's see, like in the lobby, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's some, somewhere around 10, probably 8-ish eight, eight, eight that are regular cash players. They're, they're great. They're great GPP players. I mean, that, but we're not talking about that. But, uh-huh. I mean, I think I think in the double-ups that take, that are play more often than not, play most slates, I'd say that number is about 8. That, that any new player that walks in, you're, you're probably, I mean, you get like, like I said, you're gonna have to just prove yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you could be what you could be, be in the same same way as before. But like I said, you, you, just be, just because you're good doesn't mean you're you, you don't win every week. There are plenty of times that I I look at some of the players that I look up to and I go, I'm he's better than me, he's better than me. And then I look at his lineup for a specific week and I go, wow, he screwed up there. <laughs> and probably the same thing. You look at and you go, oh. Why didn't Jordan play? Jordan played a goal-dependent forward in this slate when you could have played that guy. Yeah, because I don't know. I screwed up. I thought I thought I had to chase a goal when I didn't, and you didn't, and you beat me. And it's it, it's it's just consistency over time. So so that's that's why I always find it laughable when uh, I mean cute laughable that you know I beat you in a one-dollar head-to-head today. It's like great, okay. <laughs> like I, I I don't get emotionally invested over any win or loss because. You're like, you, I, yeah, you, you beat me in a $1 head-to-head today, and then I look, and it's like, oh, we played 22 times, and I've beaten you 19 out of them. <laughs> it's like, yay, you're going to get me some weeks. I mean, sometimes not because of your the brilliance of their play, but just on a stupid mistake that you make. Uh, speaking of that, because it happened this past weekend where, uh, and you were pretty vocal about it, of playing Zlatan Ibrahimovic in cash, and you looked back on it, it seemed like you look back on it that as a mistake and not as you were wrong. And I kind of view those two things differently. Uh, I mean, sometimes you, you could be right, uh, but he just didn't score as dumb as that sounds, but you can also just make a mistake. Uh, like I would say rostering Salomon Rondon in cash is the mistake. Ibrahimovic under the circumstances, uh, just because he didn't mistake. score, but you look at no, that as a mistake. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. What made I... you originally take him? In originally, cash. I didn't originally take him. My my original my my dummy line. If I would have played my dummy lineup, I would have won a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. If okay. I would have played, I would because I had Fa- Ben Foster in. Yeah. I, the whole the whole thing that screwed everything up was Blin playing and uh, and Mata playing for Man United, yep. which cannibalized value from Mkhitaryan, who I originally was going to play, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a set another seventy four hundred player in that spot, so it created a situation where. Uh, I had to rearrange. I had to choose between Stanislaus or Fraser, choose between Phillips or Brunt, in order to make a lineup. And then, like, do I play KDB or not? Yep. So it it came down to the second forward spot, which I I was already on Morales for six K Everton against Crystal Palace. That was fine. Uh, and and Phillips fine, even though Brunt outperformed him. That's fine. Blind fine as well. All, all of that was was okay, but I'm looking at at this slate that isn't a goal chasing slate, but is not a very good matchup for Kevin De Bruyne. 
and he's been playing like crap. Yeah. So I look at that and I outthunk like game theory wise. I I wasn't con- my normal self, my conservative peripheral self would have been plug in KDB and let you run me down. Mm-hmm. Just like I because peripherals. I mean, no matter even if he's playing crap, fine, five points. Five, at least it's five points. But Ibrahim is at a point and a half. Did you consider Erickson? No. Okay. No, not not at all. Not Man City playing at home, and Man City were favored by the sports book. I mean, like yep. I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the favorite, and that ran. But Erickson was like 9100. I mean, we're not talking about a cheap guy. Yep. Uh, no. Is KDB that low though? 9500. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying you could have had Erickson instead of KDB. Yeah, but uh, but in, if you're gonna pay 9100, at least pay 9100 for a home favorite. For the favorite. Yep. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like. Like, I, I wouldn't have considered him even in a different matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my normal self would have been like, I'll live and die by peripherals and just whatever. Like, goals or whatever. I mean, KDB's goal was a bit lucky on his part, but he would have scored 10 points anyway. Mm. I would uh, call that very lucky, but sure. <laughs> but that would have been my normal self, my normal cash game conservative self. But I've also seen situations where gold, gold depends. sometimes you have to chase a goal. And I was way too concerned about like the game theory situation in my head of uh, KDB is not the greatest of picks this week. He's not. So how many people are not going to pick him because of that? Uh, I was assuming that a lot of the sharper players were not going to play anyone in the Man City Tottenham game. Mm-hmm. I was going under that assumption based on looking at how much value you could get everywhere else. Yep. Going we have a cash that you could play so many people uh, pay up at defender, pay up at goalkeeper even yep. and be fine uh, that er- I thought more people than not were playing a non KDB lineup. I just had to figure out what that lineup was. So I spent most of my hour during lock figuring that out going. What do I do? I play Antonio. Do I play Ibrahimovic? Do I play? I mean, who do I play? I don't play Mkhitaryan anymore. But do it? Do I play Mata even? Mm-hmm. But now I don't play, and I'm going. I'm making. I'm spending like a half an hour just on my cash, my main cash lineup, trying to figure what's this optimal non KDB lineup because I think that's the sharp lineup, and it it completely this is where the mistake comes in. I completely disregarded maybe the optimal lineup is a KDB lineup. <laughs> I was already. I was. I I went into the slate. On, from Friday night on, going in and going, what I need to find the optimal non-KDB lineup, and that led me to Michael Antonio and going. Who else would I put in that slot other than Ibrahimovic? Because everything else makes sense right. for a non-KDB lineup. And then you have 8,900 left, so that's obviously Ibrahimovic, and he has under even money goal scoring odds. So why not? Mm-hmm. You put that. You put him in, and then. Then, then you'll look at everyone else's lineup, and it's like KDB, KDB, KDB. I'm like, ah, I screwed up. <laughs> oh, I did, I, my original before for my my just plug in KDB and be done with it, and you know let people try to run me down. That was the optimal lineup. That that going that way, even if you whether or not you took Phillips or Brunt or Stanislaus or Fraser didn't matter as much, even though you know the lower priced options actually outperform the higher priced options, but it. It wouldn't have changed that much texture. The really that that the, for that specific thing is whether or not you played KDB or whether or not you played Cabaselli yep. uh, for uh, in in the in the punt defender spot. But 
I was under the impression, like stupid me, I would have was in my dummy lineup. <laughs> That's what I said. If I played my dummy lineup, I would have swept. I would have came in first in all my double ups. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was like, it's a nut. Well, that Cabaselli lineup, the only reason Cabaselli was in there is because I was playing KDB and right. a top goalkeeper and Ben Foster. So I'm like, well, why, why am I playing a forward in a bad matchup and then playing a punt defender and a high priced goalkeeper? It's like, why don't I just pay up instead of paying for it? I'll pay up for, uh, uh, you know, the Antonio Valencia. In that spot or mm -hmm. something or, or Holobos or Baines or Coleman or something like that. I'll pay up there, then pay down at go from KDB to like Antonio and then play a middling goalkeeper. It's like that looks better. At least I'm not punt. Cabaselli got a luck goal. That's <laughs> I look at that. I was like, oh. but I mean, that that's I mean, obviously, that's time specific to this slate. But I mean, I think I that's that's the difference between. Uh, I got unlucky with Ibrahimovic, then it was a mistake because playing Ibrahimovic in cash on a large slate is almost always wrong. Yep. On a short slate or with goal scoring, I mean, the only time on a large slate where taking a goal dependent forward is viable on DraftKings is if they're like, you know, at the four and a half totals. And I mean, it doesn't you don't see it in EPL, really? No. Really, even even Champions it, 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 you'll see it sometimes. Right, right, but but even I mean even Hull at Swansea at Man United on a seven game slate, Ibrahimovic is still probably not. It, it, and he's better, but I mean, those goal dependent forwards on FanDuel is a different story. FanDuel because you get points for all the shots and yeah. creating whatever. That then he he is a cash play because of those accumulated points. But uh, for the most, that's why that's that's why I look at it. And even though. I came in fifth at the Golden Boot, which saved me from the, the cliff, mm -hmm. essentially. But I ended up making a small profit on a day. It, I mean, that one thing, that's the whole point of, uh, of uh, how you spread out your bankroll on a specific slate. That's why I look at, you know, you look at my cash lineup this past week, and it did okay in some double-ups, but for the most part, it tanked. And you look at, oh, Jordan must have not done very well. It's like, no, no, I look... I came in fifth in the Golden Boot. That made up for my entire cash lineup making that mistake because obviously in the GPP lineup I had Kevin De Bruyne. I was gonna say how different was your was that lineup, the Golden Boot? Uh, one. That that lineup was pretty much the my original dummy cash lineup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate that? <laughs> the cat, the lineup that's like on Wednesday that yeah. you're like that's the lineup that I should go with as long as nothing changes. Like that. No, it didn't have Cabaselli. I had uh, Adam Smith, but he he got like yeah, 20. he was good too. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I ended up other than putting Blind in, you know, Blind Smith, I had, I had I had Brunt and Fraser and KDB and Morales and Antonio. But, yeah, it was that's why I came in fifth there. But that that was almost my original dummy cash lineup. So mm -hmm. if I would just play that, I actually weird thing is that because typically I don't play my cash lineup in the golden boot. So who knows? Maybe it would end up in the same. I would have all my GPP lineups would have went down in flames, but I would have swept in cash. Right. So maybe you. No, I was the way that I set up my volume. I would have made way more money if my cash lineup sweeps. It always makes up way more than the amount of GPP lineups that I put in. But sometimes in GPP, I could completely bomb. I mean, if you hey, if you come in first in the striker and golden boot, like that makes up. I mean, I make more money on that day even if my cash lineup literally goes completely off the cliff. Yeah, for zero. Hmm. Uh, my. Actually, I have no more questions. <laughs> That's odd for you. Yeah. Is this helpful enough for, for like the head-to-head -head 
stuff. I mean, I think people look at head to heads and they go like there's there's nothing to them. I think the one the one thing uh, to give an advanced because I think a lot of this is just one on one. A lot mm-hmm. of that people may not just already know. They just think it's oh, just post a head to head and whatever. Uh, you may not have to do this that often. You should regardless. Uh, but sometimes it just may not even be worth it. So a lot of people don't pay attention. But when you play head to heads, uh, it, it's slightly different than double ups and 50 50s where you have multiple opponents to worry about. But uh, when there's a late game, when there's a split slate, when there's whatever, when 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 you when it's on DK where you could late swap, uh, always go through your head to heads and see who what your scores are and what players your opponent have left. And regardless of the salary and regardless of of anything, of what you think the game is, uh, if you're behind and they're playing the same guy as you, you can't possibly win. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's blocking. Like if you're four points behind and they have one slot left, you have one slot left and you both have like about the same salary left. Most likely you're playing the same person, you know, the player in that late game. If you're behind, you need to switch. So going through, and you could switch just for it's not a lineup type of thing. As long as you select that that single head to head, you could change your lineup for that single head to head versus the other head. If you have twenty head to heads, you could have nineteen with one lineup, and that one you're gonna switch out. So that's the probably the last bit when it comes to head to head action. A lot of people don't pay attention. A lot of people also think in terms of like, especially when the other player like you have two spots left. So a lot of times it it could be X and Y, but it could also be A and B. It could be, you know, it's it's two out of these three, and then you're trying to do this salary co- comparison, and you're you're down by two points. So you're like, well, do I switch to a central defender? Do I? Some sometimes the attitude is is just like, no, my lineup's my lineup. Let them do whatever. Like just that's what. Hey, if it ends up being the same thing, then so be it. But I'm not gonna you know outthink myself. Right here. Mm-hmm. But for the higher end head to heads, uh, for people that do pay attention, uh, and th- this happens so infrequently that I don't even know why I'm bothering mentioning it. <laughs> but this is high. But this is high level stuff. Uh, if you're playing high, typically the higher end head to heads by people that that do look at this, like if you're playing, if you're going to be playing one hundred dollar, two hundred, five hundred, something like against someone that knows what they're doing and looks at that thing. Uh Mathematically, it just sounds really weird, but if you're uh, obviously the, the the normal strategy is if you're up, you play safer. If you're down, you play riskier. So if, like if you're down by 15 points, like play play for a fluke goal at that point. Yeah, you need the goal yep. there. <laughs> right. At one, anything under a goal, you need to play for a goal. And you're not, you know, if if you, if you both have 5,400 left, then obviously your your opponent's going to be playing the value play. Uh, you got to play the, you know, the, hopefully Tom Davis scores a goal, that type of thing, uh, which, which sometimes happens. Uh, for someone that really pays attention, uh, the math mathematically, uh, it's better off for you when you're up to switch to that guy. To which guy? To the guy. If you're in a situation where there's really only two choices for your salary type. So let's say, like on this past, like Aguero or KDB, because mm-hmm. they were about you know, both in the nine K range. Uh, if you're playing someone in head-to-head and you have KDB and they have KDB, 
uh, and you're up by a little, you should switch to Aguero. If you're playing high end with someone that does pay attention, that is actually the, the most optimal move to make. Because you're expecting them to move? That's correct. Okay. And you, you your edge when you're playing the same player is ridiculous because you can't lose. So you have to weigh in your head. This is kind of what you think about when, when you play poker. If you think that he's going to move 80% of the time, like because 20% of the time maybe he's in the bathroom or out and just is just playing the lineup and not paying attention. But if you've been playing them often enough and you're like 80% of the time, they're going to move. Uh, well, 80, if you if you move 80% of the time, you win 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And even if you move and they don't, you could still win with Aguero. I mean, KDB is the safer pick, but let's say they have the same amount of points. You still win anyway, right? Like there's still a predictability. There's still a probability that Aguero is the better choice. If, if they switch to Aguero and you kept with KDB and Aguero has a hat trick, you lose anyway, right? You're just thinking about safety, but you gain so much more by selecting the right player. If you knew for sure that they, they in their utility spot that they were going to go from KDB to Otamendi, you if you knew for if you knew ninety percent sure you would switch to Otamendi every single time because yep. that that by having the same player you automatically win. So and that's now that's why I said with two players now you have those probabilities become all muddy because there's a lot more combinations. But when there's one person. Like that, and you know that they're looking, and they, pretty sure that if you if they if they're behind and you're ahead, that you're going to play the safer play, that they're going to go to the riskier play in the same salary range. You should switch to that one now. Now that I say that, uh, once they realize that you're doing that, <laughs> that they may, see this is this is I mean this is where it comes with poker. Like then it becomes a you think that I think that I think that you think that by type of thing, and then you just. That that's when in poker you see you like randomize, like occasionally you do it, occasionally you don't do it. But of course in DFS you don't play often enough. It's not like you know you're playing you know hundreds of hands of poker on a given night, right? Type of thing. But but a lot of people don't discuss that type of thing. That when you're playing against a very observant opponent that is good, that understands the fundamentals, sometimes you could use that to your advantage because of it. But just like in poker, for someone that doesn't pay attention, you can't use advanced strategies. In mm-hmm. a $1 head-to-head against some random person, that you go, oh, I'm going to switch because they're going to switch. No, most likely they're not switching. Most likely they're not even paying attention. A lot of times you look at the slot, the slot comes open, and it's Kalechi Iannaccio who's not starting. You know, <laughs> why the hell is he in there? Like that was, I switched, uh, to, like, so it's not even worth it. Just put in the safest guy and be done with it. That's why I said, be, don't, this is like so infrequent that you'd possibly consider. That's why it's the type of thing that you'd see in a, in a $200, $500 head-to-head where you know it's two really good players that are facing off against one another where they're actually paying attention to what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I think it's an interesting conversation. I, no one's talked about that. Most people talk about, oh, put the safest guy and let them switch. It's like, no, actually, if you know they're most likely going to switch, then block them mm-hmm. and automatically. Perfect. They didn't even need to ask a question for that. All right. So there's advanced strategy, beginner strategy, and you'll probably beat me this coming slate, right? Take my $1 head to head. Probably, <laughs> I'll probably screw something up in some way. Mm. I'll just relish that 80 cents beating from getting it from Jordan's wallet. 
thank you very much for all of that. Uh, as a reminder, everybody can find Jordan um, on Twitter at BlenderHD, uh, on his brand new website, fantasyflush.com. He's got his own podcast as well by the same name, which you can find on that website. Um, are the videos on the website yet? Or is that they no, just I mean, uh, click on a link there on YouTube? They're I mean, all on YouTube, yeah. Essentially, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm I do a Periscope probably Thursday or Friday, uh, where it's just like ask me whatever slate related or any, anything, anything mm-hmm. essentially. Even though I I won't give play like lock of the day, you're not going to hear. Uh, <laughs> it's very similar to add the ask the shark column, just like general stuff. And I'll rant it. I mean, I'm always going to be truthful, but I may not be as helpful uh, in the exact player picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, then I cut it up. I uh, any anything interesting that's maybe more timeless, you know, type of content. I, I'll put on the the YouTube channel, and I, you know, I schedule them out so they come out like like once a day. So I mean, if you hey, if you watch it all Periscope, you're not missing anything on the YouTube channel. But right. <laughs> free to subscribe there. But I may do YouTube specific videos. But anything that I post, I will always tweet about. So as long as you follow me on Twitter, you'll pretty much find out about anything. Perfect. Well, thanks for that, and uh, good luck with. Uh, well, I don't. You don't need any luck. I'm not going to wish you. Good Take luck, my head actually. to heads. Take them. Come on. <laughs> maybe maybe the whole purpose of me doing this podcast was to convince people to take more head to heads, and maybe all the sharper players in the lobby are thanking me. They're like, "Oh, thanks." Now you're going to have more people playing head to head, so we could eat them up. It's like, no. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably you'll. Like I said before, you're going to beat us up enough that we're going to stop taking them. And you get to be one of those people that beat anyone else. It's like a kind of initiation in a fraternity. <laughs> you come in, you have to, you know, get, get slapped, slapped in the ass a bunch. And then you'll be, you know, once, you know, a couple of months later, you'll be the one slapping other people's asses. I think that's <laughs> what they do in fraternities or something. something. I wasn't in one myself, so I'm not sure. But I'll, that's, all, that's what it seems to be. Thank you again, sir. No problem. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.